Hello and welcome to the first episode of One to Watch here on Get Football Plus, where we aim to look that little bit closer at some of football's up-and-coming talent. My name is Alfred, I'm your host for today, and I'm joined by my co-host, Kish. How are you doing today, Kish? Yeah, I'm all good, I'm all good, how are you? Yeah, yeah, I'm doing I'm doing quite well, quite excited for this one. Yeah, me too. Me so, too. for today's episode, um, we're going to be talking about uh, some of the best up-and-coming strikers in today's uh, football market. We're talking about a market that is quite depleted at the moment, I guess. Uh, a lot of strikers being uh, battled for on the transfer market by some of the top clubs in Europe. For instance, I can think of in the past few transfer markets, some players like Vlaovic, uh, this this transfer window, uh, Hoyland, uh, which both left for quite impressive uh, sums of money. Uh, maybe yet to prove that they're actually worth that much, even though for Hoyland, he's only had a, a few games to, to prove so far. Uh, I can also think of Chris Wood, who joined Newcastle back in 2022 and was sold for about £30 million, uh, even though his market value was only at, at £6 million. So yeah, quite a, quite a depleted market and uh, some players which are hard to get, I guess, financially speaking. Yeah, I think that comes down to, you know, part of in, in history I think every young young kid wanted to be a, a pure number nine and then with the with the kind of development of of the false nine um with the with the up and coming goal scoring wingers such as Salah and Mbappe and those kinds I think that want to be a striker as a young player has has, has reduced a little bit. Um and people don't I think often realise young players how much graft strikers actually have to do and how little of the ball they sometimes see so I think that's that's probably had a had a bit of an impact on 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 players and, and their their wants to be strikers yeah yeah definitely I think the the evolution tactical evolution of football uh, which has seen uh, maybe wingers been given more goal scoring responsibilities than actual strikers in some situations in some tactical setups has led to yeah as you mentioned the 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 responsibilities given to strikers being very specific uh target men strikers are very very popular at the moment and uh, and so yeah i guess that striker has become more and more rare on the market yeah and i think the perfect example of that was that was prime clock liverpool um you know young players watching that probably wanted to be the next mane the next seller um and although Firmino had a huge role to play i don't think he got the plaudits that that those two got because a lot of his work came through hard work, clever movements, not being on the end of things, but but creating things. Um, so I think yes, it's it's definitely a different different role than what it used to be. Yeah, yeah. Firmino is, is a good example. I can also think of maybe Benzema back in the day uh, in the shadow of Ronaldo, even though he was he was doing a lot of hard work on the field. But um, to to kind of segue into our conversation of the day, uh, what I wanted to ask you is, if you're thinking different types of strikers, different roles, what would you say is your maybe favorite type of striker to watch? Favorite favorite profile? I think as I've grown up, I think um, I've started to appreciate those sort of creative strikers, um, those who you have to watch watch a full 90 minutes of them to really appreciate what they do rather than just checking who scored that day. Um, I think there's a famous Benzema kind of outlook where he says, 
a lot of the modern day fans they just they just look at the stats and 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 they don't appreciate what what more goes into to to a to a match um that's obviously not the direct quote but that is along those lines and um that's i think Benzema is a prime example of the type of striker i like someone who's elegant first touch is just perfect they're so clever they 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 create for their teammates um they can withstand pressure uh, so those kind of those strikers who who can drop deep and and create, but then also kind of get on the end of things as well. Um, but yeah, those those strikers are, are are my favorite. But I also do appreciate the the old school goal scoring nine too. Yeah, I think that's also um, one of my my favorite uh, types of strikers to watch. Maybe you don't see them score as much, but when you do watch the game, you you get to really appreciate what they bring to the team. But maybe that can um, bring us into your first player. So today we, we've both picked two players uh, who we want to discuss and uh, maybe present to the people uh, listening. So yeah, maybe that can uh, push us to your first player. Yeah, so, so my first player is is someone in that kind of mold. Um, yeah, he does remind me a little bit of, of Benzema, to be fair. Um, he's... he's um, a young sporting uh, sporting talent, um, obviously Portuguese, currently playing in the Sporting B team, and that's um, Rodrigo Ribeiro. Um, he's a he's a very tall, kind of elegant um, striker who who's eighteen years old, but still hasn't quite broke through to the um, the first team. And I think there are some reasons for that. Um, but yeah, his his qualities come with kind of he, he's he's quite tall, but he's his his footwork's very very strong. He's he's skillful. Um, he's able to kind of change direction rapidly, even though he's he's quite a tall player. Um, and he like he likes to drop deep and link up with his midfielders while he um, then will advance and kind of make the box for late runs and, and kind of get on the end of things there. But um, his kind of best work, I think, does come in in, in those deeper areas. Um, have you have you heard of him? Uh, I'm not gonna lie, I have not heard of him. But what I wanted to ask is, I think uh, this transfer window we saw a big transfer from one of the um, Sporting Academy strikers. I think it was a uh, Chermiti, who signed for uh, Everton for a decent fee. So I wanted to ask, compared to Chermiti, or maybe compared to the other prospects that uh, have come out of Sporting recently. What 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 do you think Ribeiro brings what that they don't bring to the table? So yeah, I was going to touch on that. I think um, that transfer, Chamiti broke into the first team uh, last season, I believe, or maybe the season before, but but was getting a decent goal return. Um, in my eyes, Ribeiro has a a much higher ceiling than Chamiti. I think he's the reason he's broke through. Um, Quick, more quickly than Ribeiro is his his physicality. He's he's strong. He's fast. He can run the channels. So he's he's very suited to to that senior football, despite his younger age. Um, and I think he's suited to his his ceiling is suited to kind of Everton style, um, direct, um, hard working that that kind of player. Um, whereas Ribeiro, I think he he's a lot more he's a lot more to do to grow into that into that senior footballer because he's he's still quite slight in size um so i think he needs to put on some weight he's 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 tall but i think he can get pushed off the ball by a kind of bigger center backs um and he also suits like more of a 
possession-based side. I don't think he's not someone who's going to run the channels, um, graph for the team. He's more about having the ball at his feet and then and creating something from 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 there. Um, so I think that they are very different. Uh, and I think Ribeiro hasn't quite got that ruthlessness yet in front of goal. He's not he's not a pure goal scorer, which I think he can take out of Benzema's book. Where yes, Benzema loved to come deep and create, but but when when the ball did get into the final third, he was he was making the box, especially in his latter years, um, and getting on the end of things and became a real killer. So I think that's one thing that that needs developing in his game. Yeah, yeah, very, very interesting um, that you say that because uh, it quite, quite directly compares to Benzema, which uh, who in the the few the, the very good few seasons he had uh, playing with Ronaldo, one of the biggest uh, critiques that we could maybe make to, uh, on him was that he was lacking that killer instinct at times in terms of finishing, and then as he progressed and had his good uh, final few years with Real Madrid, we noticed how good of a finisher it actually became. So yeah, that's an interesting comparison. Yeah, I think the thing with Benzema is, is he kind of did what was required of him. So at what while Ronaldo was there, one of the greatest goal scorers you've ever seen, he, he wasn't he wasn't needed to do to do those those kind of he wasn't needed to put up those numbers that, that he was doing at the end of his career. But as soon as Ronaldo kind of departed, he he took that responsibility on. And I think in hindsight, we can see that that's kind of why his goal record wasn't so good um, previously, is because he was more facilitator. But he could he could easily do both, um, which he which he showed at the the last stage of career. Do you have any club in particular which comes to mind uh, where he where um, he could potentially move on to after actually breaking through at the the sporting setup? So that's the thing with him. I think he's someone who needs to be very nurtured. Um, and he. I think his best bet is definitely staying at Sporting until he becomes an established footballer. He needs to be at a team which has a fair share of possession um, so that he can be involved a lot and, 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 and not required to feed off scraps. Um, but he's the, kind of, he's the kind of footballer that suits those, those elite, elite clubs, teams like Barcelona, teams like... Uh, Bayern Munich, you know, where the, where the where the forwards kind of very involved. Um, he's not just a finisher; he kind of he kind of adds everything um, to his game. And and I think with the right development, he can he can get that in the last stage of career. But there's a long way to go. Um, but the potential is definitely there because his his technical ability is just crazy. If you, if you watch some of his clips, the the way he just glides past players um, is 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 just top. So I think I think. He's definitely a project player, but one who has a huge ceiling. Those are definitely some big clubs you're you're shouting out there. Um, hopefully, hopefully he can progress in a very um, natural way. I guess don't uh, not get pushed too early into these debates into getting sent to this or that club. Um, Ribeiro, if if you're listening, uh, don't don't listen to him. Keep keep the pressure low. Uh, keep doing what you're what you're what you're doing best. And um, and once the time comes, I think that that move will will definitely comes if it's deserved. But um, yeah, uh, enough said uh, about him for now. Uh, I'm sure we'll have the chance to to speak about him further down the line once he does start playing for Sporting a bit regularly. 
Um, but now I actually wanted to talk about maybe one of my favorite uh, striker profiles, I guess. Um, being an, an athlete myself, I guess, or at least someone who enjoys uh, participating in sports, um, working out, building muscle. Uh, I think one of the things that I appreciate the most in a striker is a very athletic profile, I guess. The the ca- capability to to move your your opposition out the way, shoulder bumps, um, physical duels, the ability to also explode in acceleration, just just make differences through pure physical prowess, I guess. And one of the names which comes to mind in that sense with uh, some of the players breaking out this season is a player playing at Cagliari in Serie A who's had a very good start to the season. His name is uh, Zito Luvumbu. He's one of the revelations of the season, Um, a young and golden forward who came through the youth ranks at CD Primero de Agosto. I think that's how it's pronounced. Uh, maybe maybe someone can, can correct me if it's not. But yeah, uh, CD Primero de Agosto in the first flight of Angolan football. Uh, he was then scouted by Cagliari, for whom he signed later on. In his first few seasons, he, he, he came through the youth ranks there as well with a quick loan spell in, in, a, in a club I, I can't remember the name of in the lower divisions of Italy. Uh, last season in Serie B, he had three goals and three assists and also had a great and very important participation in the playoffs, which allowed Cagliari to be promoted to Serie A with two goals and one assist in the five playoff games that they played. This season, he started off very well. Very good start, already equaled his goal tally from last season with already three goals. And on top of the goal scoring, which is obviously very important for a striker, and as you mentioned, isn't the end-all, say-all for a striker, his participation in the game is extremely important for Cagliari, a side which maybe lacks that creative force um, in the midfield, in attack, and that he he brings... Um, in uh, very big quantities, I guess. Uh, on the pitch, when you look at him, uh, he, he he looks a bit like a, like a brick running around, just moving everyone out the way. A uh, very physical player. Yeah, yeah, it's on the Sekish. Yeah, so I was just going to ask, so you, you said you, you love those kind of physical, dual-winning strikers. Is, it, is, your, is he and is your preference a more kind of smaller, explosive, stocky type or someone like tall... Um, good in the air, like a like a like a Harlan type. What, what what's your preference? Yeah, it's it's definitely the the first one you mentioned, the the smaller, more stocky built type, which can combine that physical prowess with the agility with, that comes with having um, a smaller center of gravity, the ability to kind of squeeze through challenges and burst through with pace that's that's definitely the the type of player that i enjoy watching um in terms of how where he's playing for that cagliari setup currently they're playing in a 4-3-3 so he's playing a bit eccentric on the left but actually his role in game is more of a false nine a deep lying striker which kind of plays a lot of roles in the attack he can pretty much play everywhere uh, tactically, tactically, he's a very intelligent player who's able to be that uh, creative, deep-lying presence, uh, receive the ball deeper, 
um, withstand a few challenges and then play a smart ball. Or he's also able to use that pace, which he definitely has, very explosive pace, making runs in and behind um, and receiving uh, some some nice passes from his uh, midfield. Uh, he's, as I mentioned, 1 meter 71. So yeah, quite short, very strong, very physical player. Uh, very explosive acceleration and a great dribbler as well. In terms of a few of his statistics, kind of highlight what I've been saying. He ranks top 2% in the Serie A for attackers in terms of progressive carries with 4.53 per 90. Top 5% with shot creating actions uh, with 4.27 per 90. Also top 8% with successful take-ons, 2 per 90. Uh, what he could definitely improve on is his decision making in the final third using that dribbling and power um, power and explosiveness he often gets into those nice situations on the wing or in the middle but sometimes his decision making maybe picking out one of his teammates playing that smart pass or just shooting at the right time maybe he sometimes wants to do too much and that's maybe why with these chance creating stats and space creating stats he hasn't gotten that many assists or goals uh, so far yeah i guess i guess what's vital with 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 a player at such a young age is is those raw raw materials that they have and and those decision making kind of attributes do often come a bit later um but but that kind of explosivity is something that just can't can't really be taught so i think that's that's kind of a great starting point for a young striker if they've got those those key attributes already on on their in their locker. Um, yeah, I was going to ask: Is he is he a, is he a, um, an international yet? For he's an Angolan player, right? Yeah, he's Angolan. Uh, he's already had eight caps for Angola starting in 2019. So as soon as he started playing professional football, basically he he starting um, he started playing for his national team. Still hasn't got a goal yet, but I'm sure that will come soon. Um, what I what I was thinking, actually, uh, about his maybe future progression, I think Cagliari, in terms of playstyle, maybe isn't the best uh, space for a young player like him to improve. He's not really well um, surrounded by the players, which will be able to push him to that next step, I guess. And I think maybe an intermediate club like Sassuolo, like uh, Atalanta, like um, uh, maybe even Lecce, who are having a, a very good start to the season so far. Maybe a club like that, who are used to bringing up young, young talents, used to giving play time, and also um, playing these talents in positions and systems which suit them the best to bring the best out of them. I think this type of club would definitely be the best suited for him and maybe down the line uh, sign for, for a big club which is using... Um, a big striker up top from from who he can bounce off of and uh, and get into some nice spaces. Yeah, I think it's always interesting looking at kind of those lower lower level clubs in in, in say a top league. It's, it's it's often hard for them to develop unless they're that kind of player. But they're they're feeding off scraps as, as a striker. They're they're often isolated, especially in in when playing against like elite opposition. They 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 might not see the ball. For, for most of the game and it's, and it's always difficult for a young player to deal with that and then be ready when that one opportunity comes um 
So I think it's it's often about kind of showing that you have those raw skills and those those skills to take the next step. And often the le- the level above clubs will take a chance on a on a player because they know that they've been in a system that doesn't really suit them. And then once they they kind of make that switch, that that might that might change. Um, so it's, it's interesting seeing kind of different development paths at, at different clubs. Yeah, and, and saying that, I think that Atalanta is definitely that club in Serie A, uh, taking a, a good few profiles from the bigger clubs in that league. For example, uh, Mehdi Demiral, who was playing at Juventus, even uh, Romero, uh, the CB at Tottenham now, was playing, uh, I can't remember, I think he was at Juventus as well, maybe I'm, I'm wrong, but he, he signed was, for he Atalanta. Juventus, yeah, yeah had, had a nice few seasons there and then moved on to Spurs. And I think I think uh, Luvumbu could have definitely have, have that same trajectory. For instance, um, currently Atalanta are playing with Skamaka up top, Lukman on one of the flanks. I remember last season, Lukman got a good few goals from the flank, especially in the second half of the season. Maybe if he moves on, Levumbo could be that replacement in a similar role, playing on the wing, but cutting cutting inside quite often, getting to some goal-scoring situations and bringing that natural physical prowess, I guess, could definitely be interesting to see if uh, maybe in the next transfer window, Atalanta do go for it. Maybe they should give me a shout and uh, ask if I can... uh, Give them a few more, few more hints on recruitment, but uh, yeah, en- enough said about about Levumbu. Um, maybe we can move on to the second striker that you picked. Yeah, so I think this one's um, it's a bit of a um, a dying art is 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 the front two in football, um, and I think we see quite rarely the strike partnerships that we used to see in in previous kind of decades. Um, and I think that's something that that Red Bull clubs are often the ones still flying the flag for. They they often will play with front twos, um, whether that's kind of in a three at the back system um, with like a three five two where Nagelsmann played a lot um, while he was at uh, Leipzig, but at Salzburg they've been often playing with a four three one two, where they've had this kind of constant conveyor belt of young strikers coming through, whether that's um, Erling Haaland, um, whether that's um, Sesko, um, whether that's now my player who I'm looking at is Karim Konate um, from the Ivory Coast, who's made it, made his kind of breakthrough last season, but this season's really looked like he's he's ready to take that next level. Um, and yeah, he's, he's started really well this season. Are you, are you aware of him? Yeah, yeah, I've, I'd heard of Karim Konate last year, as you mentioned, when he made that, that breakout season. I think he had a decent performance at the, I want to say the AFCON, U20 AFCON, but I could be mistaken thinking about another player. But yeah, I definitely did hear of him and, and heard that he was a very promising talent. Yeah, so he came through um, the Ivorian club, ASEC Mimosas, which is kind of seen as the best, one of the best academies in the whole of Africa and um, definitely the best in Ivory Coast. Um, it's where both uh, Solomon Kalu and Yaya Toure came through. Um, so he was actually their record sale um, for three and a half million when he went to Salzburg from there. Um, and he's been playing up front, up front with Simic, 
um, and he's scored six and 12 so far this season. Um, I think that front two really suits him at the moment because he he does like to drift out wide and kind of make those out-to-in runs. Um, and having having a kind of strike partner does give give him the freedom to do that because it means there's a focal point still up front. If he wants to go and drift out wide, then there's still that that player to to kind of be the last man, occupy centre-backs. Um, and he's kind of that similar similar profile you were talking about, the explosive, kind of agile, very elusive in the box, able to to turn quickly, um, get his get his yard of space and, and get and get shots off. Um so he's he, he does he does suit a front two at the moment and that's kind of one thing I'd like to to see him see how he'd do as a lone striker because I think they're very different. Um he'd have less license to go and go and pick up random positions and and more license I mean more responsibility to to occupy centre backs, be that box threat, um and also be the link player. Um so I think those are kind of some things I'd like to see from him. I'm not saying that he necessarily can't do it. It's just something we don't see as much as he's he's got a number ten behind him and he's also got a strike partner, which means he's 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 free to kind of move where he wants. Yeah, I feel like also uh, when players are playing for clubs like Salzburg in the, the Austrian league, um, maybe they can seem very good at that level, very impressive. Uh, because they're playing maybe a, a league with a lower quality. Uh, you mentioned Rocco Simic as well. I think he's another striker which who we could have mentioned this video considering how good of a start to the season he's having. But so, yeah, what I wanted to ask is, uh, and you kind of touched on it as well, um, uh, yeah, th th there aren't that many clubs playing with a, a front two um, with that, that guy that he can link up with, uh, like Rocco Simic, tall tall number nine who can bounce off of i wanted to ask if you were to move on um to a different club would you think that maybe his role would be better suited for the wing because like for example um karim adeyemi when he moved on to Dortmund, he was playing up top for um, salzburg and when he moved on to Dortmund, he he was put on onto the wing do you think that he could have a similar tra trajectory or or definitely stay in that number nine role Uh, which he's playing at at the moment. So I think it's a it's a it's a difficult one because I think um, I think one thing I haven't really specified is how how good his kind of box play is. So his ability to to yeah be explosive in the box and and get that yard so quickly and get shots off so so rapidly before the keepers or even the defenders are set. Um, so his finishing is is very good and and I like his his clever movements in and around the box to just just his timing is 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 always great. So. Or nip in front of a centre back um, rapidly, and then they won't even see him, and then he'll 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 just tap in tap in across. Or so I think seeing seeing him primarily out on the wing um, would waste that. And I think, but then again, he is more of a poacher. So I think what he really suits is is kind of a a striker role where he's just required to to be in the box more and not um, have to come and help him build up and and and. Um, And I think the only kind of winger role which I think in my head would suit him is one with a false nine where there's that space created behind and he can he can run in behind and, and exploit that. So the likes of kind of the roles Hungman Son has played in the past or uh, Mo Salah even in, in, in the older Liverpool teams. Um, but I do see his his kind of future as a, as a pure nine and someone who who will be getting on the end of things.
or, or yeah, that's interesting that he's not exactly that that same profile that we've seen come through Salzburg in the past. Um, actually, I was thinking in terms of top top clubs playing with two strikers, one directly comes to mind, and that's um, Inter, Inter Milan, um, and currently in their setup they have a certain Lotaro Martinez, who is often mentioned to move on to various clubs. I think. At the time, there was talks sending him to Barcelona. If he were to end up uh, leaving, and maybe uh, Konate would need, need some intermediate steps down the road before making that big move. But do you think that if Inter continue, continue to play in that two-striker setup, maybe he could be that man to replace Martinez in that role? That's the one that that's that's the club that came to mind for me. Um, I think we have seen Martinez, he's done a bit of both, but I think what we have seen is him coming a bit shorter at times. And and especially when he was had the partnership with Lukaku, he was he was very much the target man, even though stereotypes would have you assume the, the taller, stronger player is the target man. I think Lukaku was the one who was who was getting in behind more often and, and Martinez was more the link player. Um and I think partnering him with Martinez would be great, but also I think he could depending on who the other striker is, do 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 the replacement of, of Martinez and, and thrive there. And I don't think that's above his ceiling. I think he'll definitely need a year or two more. Um but they're the kind of clubs which I can I can see going in for him once he's more developed because he's he's arguably Ivory Coast's top talent um and one of the best talents coming out of Africa right now. So um I think I think he's definitely got a huge future. Yeah, actually, I didn't ask this, but the 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 can the um, Afcon, sorry, uh, African Cup of Nations is coming up. Is he part of that Ivory Coast setup? I think he's on the cusp. I don't think. Let me. Uh, I don't think he's definitely cemented yet, but he'll definitely be within question. I'm sure. Um, the thing about Ivory Coast, and we've seen it as well in Nigeria, is a lot of these African clubs are the ones, uh, African countries are the ones producing now the next the next crop of, of top strikers. We've seen Nigeria's strike options uh, have a ridiculous amount of them, um, and I think the same goes with Ivory Coast. I can think of um, who's the other. Uh, there was another Ivory Coast prospect striker who they have. I forgot his name escapes me, but. Um, yeah, it'll it'll be difficult um, because he's still he's still young, but I think he, he definitely has a chance. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, as well in that setup, there's um, Haller, um, and I feel like in that similar role to Rocco Simic at um, Salzburg, I feel like that link up with Haller could Sebastian Haller could be definitely uh, something interesting to watch. Um, but yeah, so very interesting prospect indeed. I think he, he's had a lot of talk in the in the recent times, and I feel like as the season moves on and he starts scoring goal after goal, we'll hear more about him. And I, I'd be surprised if he didn't get a move next summer or or the one after that. But perhaps now I could move on to our final player of the day, which is my second player which also falls into the, the criteria I mentioned earlier. Um, a bit of my, my favorite type of striker. Uh, it's a, it's a top-rated striker playing in the Jupiler Pro League in the top flight of Belgium. 
He's 22 years old. His name is Kevin Denke. And uh, I think this guy is an even bigger monster than uh, Luvumbo. Uh, if, if I was playing against him and I saw him walk onto the pitch, I'd probably think I'd, I'd messed up and gone to a bodybuilding competition considering how massive and just physically uh, impressive this guy is. So, yeah, Kevin Denke came through the youth ranks at Nîmes Olympique in France, back then who were playing in uh, Ligue 2. He made 50, 50 sorry, first team appearances for the team, was a bit on and off, Wasn't get maybe wasn't played in the correct role. The team wasn't suitable for him. But in 2021, he moved on to Cercle Bruges in uh, Belgium, and he right away hit the ground running. First season, uh, hit 11 goals and 9 assists, which was a very impressive tally for a first season. And this season, he's almost already equaled that uh, goal tally in, in only 12 games. So he scored 10 goals in 12 games. And uh, he's having yeah, a very impressive start to the season. One of the most, uh, t- one of the top-rated strikers in the league for sure. Uh, in terms of his play style, he's an auto-sufficient striker, I'd like to call him, uh, who likes to receive the ball deep and just basically run at the fence, uh, a bit like a bullet train, just running at them. Uh, the defense often just doesn't know what to do with them, and this massive guy running at you, kind of kind of scary. Um, so yeah, he likes to create his own chances, uh, has two dribbles directly leading to a goal this season, also has 1.31 dribbles into the final third per 90. So yeah, definitely a, a self-creating striker in terms of... Uh, opportunities created uh shooting chances created yeah and we've seen uh, i guess like those those belgium clubs the the ones that kind of historically are, are, are the the places for talent development i think it's expanded a lot so we've seen um in history it's been genk and elect club bruges but now we're seeing um saint gelois and and um other other clubs kind of pushing their talents role antwerp um so I think I think that league's become very interesting, especially for young young talents, um, and it's definitely one that I've always got my eye on. Yeah, the Jupiler Pro League at the moment is probably maybe top two, top three at least, most exciting league, leagues in terms of the amount of sheer talent which is coming through those ranks. As you mentioned back in the day, it was only a few few clubs, but now. Yeah, Union Saint-Gilloise, who had that great run in the Europa League or Conference League, I can't remember, last season. Uh, Royal Antwerp, who's having an interesting run in the Champions League, even though they have a, a difficult group to play in. But yeah, definitely a, a, a league which is full of great talent, uh, which we will definitely be covering in the next episodes. Um, but yeah, to, to continue on with Kevin Dunkey, uh, he also very well uses his uh, physical prowess to progress the ball, protecting the ball, getting between the ball and the defender. Uh, he's, a, he's a great dribbler, even though even though he's, uh, he's that massive uh, build. He's a, he's a great dribbler, um, which, one, which can progress the ball uh, very easily into some uh, interesting positions. He's also a very complete striker who can score from anywhere. He can score with both feet and with the head. He has very good mobility within the box, 
getting into very interesting positions. He he, he counts uh, 8.28 touches in the opposition box per 90. So some uh, very interesting ball receiving stats. Also 11 progressive passes received per 90. So definitely always making himself available in the final third to receive the ball and to create some dangerous situations. He can also be very useful defensively. Again, using that physical prowess to get back push someone off the ball uh, like he's his uh, younger brother almost uh, and then just uh, re- recuperate and, and go from there also very good in the air so yeah winning the ball on um, the opposition uh, free kicks for example um, very useful in that department maybe his weak point uh, contradictorily uh, for a striker uh, his weak point is maybe his finishing uh, it's not that he's a bad finisher it's just that He's a bit on and off. Maybe that's his weak point in general, just being on and off uh, in terms of finishing. Maybe sometimes he can score an, an amazing goal and then miss a sitter. Or also just in general, be on and off in terms of implication within the game. Sometimes he'll have a game where he just ghosts out of the game or sometimes he'll be the, the MVP. So yeah, a bit on and off, that could be his, his weak point for sure. Yeah, and we've seen some of even the best strikers can be streaky at times with their with their goal return. Um I think sometimes you, you see like a striker who scored, you know, that 20, 30 goals a season. But even even with those crazy returns, they have months where where goals aren't flowing. And I think that's that's one thing that people don't realize is is being a good finisher often comes from that confidence, that uh, assur- assurance that they're they're going to score. Um, and one thing with a striker is sometimes strikers go through through patterns of not of not scoring. And that's a that's a huge kind of thing to overcome and, and get back into that goal scoring form um i was also going to ask is he a, is he a youth international at front, french level or is he, he he not not made those squads yeah so i forgot to mention but he's a, a, a togo international actually playing for togo um who are qualified i believe for the afcon uh, he forms a very interesting striker partnership with the um, ilas bebu who's playing in bundesliga i believe so yeah, definitely something to watch out for during the Afcon. I believe he scored uh, a brace in the in the last uh, international break. So yeah, very inter- interesting to to watch on that level as well. Um, I feel like considering the past two seasons that he's had, well, counting this one as well, if he continues to play like he is, there's no way he say he's staying at Cercle Bruges uh, another season. And so I was thinking what club he could potentially be moving on to. And the first one that came to mind was Napoli, actually. Maybe a a bit too high of a level, but I think Napoli are the type of club who like to maybe bet on a player who hasn't necessarily proved at the highest level. We saw that last season with their very impressive recruitment spell, which brought in Kim Min-jae, Kvaratskelia, players like that who hadn't necessarily proven at a top level and who they still gave complete confidence to. They also have Giovanni Simeone, who's getting more and more playtime. So he could be a bit of that assured option up top and then bring in Kevin Denke for more of that physical option, um, pacey option, power, powerful option, a bit more similar to to Aussie men's profile. So I feel like that could definitely be a club where he could uh, be off to next. Do you have any ideas for him? I'm trying to think. Um, it's difficult because 
because um, the striker market is quite odd at the moment, um, as as we mentioned at the beginning of the podcast. So, kind of one big season from a player, and some some suddenly they're quoted crazy amounts of money, um, and often those strikers are are not at that elite level. So, I think it, it's definitely someone like him who's who's had a couple of prolific seasons now might be more worth t- taking a bet on than than someone who's maybe played at a higher league level, but but only had one year, um, one year of, of kind of crazy goal-scoring form. Because as we said, um, we've seen strikers in the past have those those crazy years and then kind of not not live up to that in the future, like Luka Jovic, um, Piatek are two examples I can think of who, who kind of got massive hype after huge goal-scoring seasons. Um, so I think, yeah, he definitely sounds like someone who'd be worth the, the risk on. Yeah, and also, as you mentioned, uh, often big striker transfers come with big transfer values. Um, Kevin Denke is only valued at $6 million at the moment, which should be going up with the next um, transfer ma- transfer value update. But still, just considering he's from Togo, unfortunately, that does have an impact on his market value as well. If he was English or Brazilian or French, he'd be worth a lot more. But that definitely makes him a very interesting interesting option for any club which would want to sign him i think um but yeah i think we've pretty much covered everything there is to say about these four players we've chosen hopefully the the people listening listening in will have uh, enjoyed this conversation Uh, a quick reminder you can follow me alfred at driver underscore ice i-c-e-e on Twitter or as we call it these days X. You can also follow Rondo, uh, sorry, Kish at Rondo underscore reports on X as well. Please also keep a lookout on our Get Football Media outlets where we cover European football and world football with news, videos, opinions from some of of the most plugged in analysts across the football landscape. You can see a link in our show notes to all our outlets. Please rate the podcast and give us a five-star review and feel free to leave a comment on our socials too. Thank you for listening and we look forward to the next one. Bye-bye.